This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcasts to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington. My name is Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us this Saturday afternoon. AFR.net is our website. AFR.net is our website. American Family Radio is the network. Exposing Washington is the show. Glad to have you with us. We're going to talk about several things going on in Washington, D.C. We're going to break down this uh, impeachment sham. We're going to, there's actually new developments when it comes to the Democrats and their their plan to impeach President Trump. Uh, we're going to expose all of that. We're going to expose all the lies and the deception that's going on in Washington. I got some good news uh, for you also. Uh, some good things actually going on in our nation's capital when it comes to the federal judiciary. So we're going to talk about all that. We're going to break it all down. I'm going to provide you information, links, content that you're probably not going to hear anywhere else. And we're going to name the whistleblower. Yeah, that's right. We're going to name the whistleblower. Why? Because he's not really a whistleblower. He's a fake whistleblower. According to federal law, he is not a legitimate whistleblower. So that means he's just a leaker. He's a leaker that doesn't deserve credibility. So we're going to name the whistleblower. We're going to talk about his background, what he's been doing the past few years, who he's worked for in the past all of that, and you're going to be surprised to, well, you may not be surprised to know that he used to work for John Brennan. He used to work for the Never Trump, uh, Never Trumper John Brennan, and he used to work in the Obama White House. Yes, the whistleblower. That's correct. Lifelong Democrat, um, lo- Democrat loyalist that, uh, that is the one leaking information on President Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian president. But before we jump into all that, I want to tell you how to keep up with uh, the, the show. You can download the Exposing Washington podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on uh, Google Play. Uh, we're on uh, all kind of places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can uh, download the podcast on your phone and listen anytime, anywhere at your convenience. Also, you can easily visit our website, afr.net, and catch the podcast there, AFR.net. Also at our website, you can listen live. There's a listen live button, 24-7, 365 days a year. You can listen live. And lastly, uh, lastly, you can catch the show on YouTube, Exposing Washington on YouTube. Just type it in on YouTube. It's a channel, Exposing Washington on YouTube, and you can watch the show uh, at your leisure there uh, once it airs. So various ways to keep up with the show, and, and, and always, and as, as I mentioned each week, the AFR app is a great way to keep up with American Family Radio. Just download the app on your phone. It's free. Download the app. We have hundreds of thousands of people who listen to our podcast and listen to our app and our streaming services each week. So it's all free content. 
you just have to go that go out there and get it afr app on your phone or tablet device go there and download it good news out of washington dc president trump has has nominated and the senate has confirmed over 158 federal judges 158 federal judges across the country have been appointed by president trump and have been confirmed by the u.s senate uh actually 159 i'm sorry one more 159 federal judges on the judiciary across the country appointed by president trump what does that mean that means we have constitutionalist people who understand the founding of our country understand the constitution understand law and order understand the first amendment the second amendment and the rest of them we have judges across the country over 158 of them 159 who understand the constitution and respect the founding of our country and they're going to rule accordingly so that is good news and there's there's tons of of other vacancies there's literally dozens if not hundreds of other vacancies across the country president trump said at the white house this past week that he plans uh to have at least 182 um uh, judges on the bench so about 20 20 to 25 more judges on the bench uh within the next few months uh probably by the by the end of the year and you know president obama i don't know what he was thinking this was uh this is well let me just be nice i don't know what he was thinking president obama because he left hundred he left hundreds of vacancies i think he left technically he left over 140 uh vacancies on the federal judiciary all across the country i mean these seats are just wide open and then here comes president trump and it's like christmas i mean president trump has hundreds of vacancies to fill and what's he going to do he's going to put constitutionalist on the judiciary and he has done that so why president obama left that many vacancies i have no idea maybe because he thought that hillary clinton was going to be president didn't everyone think that Hillary Clinton was going to be president? I mean, they staged this this fake Russia hoax, this Russia hoax that they, that was their plan to take down Trump should he win. So they had all these plans going, all these schemes going, um, and it just didn't work out how they thought it was going to work out. And now President Trump is making uh, is marking his legacy on the federal judiciary. And when I say legacy, I don't say that lightly. We're going to be here talking about President Trump's ju- judicial picks in 20, 30, 40 years and how how good they've been when it comes to keeping our nation in line with the Constitution. Jumping in to this whistleblower, this guy is a Democrat loyalist, the uh, the, the fake whistleblower. Look traditionally historically legally in order to be a whistleblower you have to have first-hand knowledge of said information which eliminates hearsay it eliminates rumors it eliminates gossip it eliminates leaking in order to be a whistleblower legally you have historically needed first-hand information. And what do you know? 
this fella, the fake whistleblower, we're going to call him, does not, has not, have firsthand knowledge of this stuff that he wrote about in his whistleblower complaint. Now, could he have had firsthand knowledge at some point? Yes, because he was detailed to the White House until 2017. And the guy's name we're talking about is Eric Caramella. Eric Caramella, C-I-A-R-A-M-E-L-L-A, 33-year-old, graduate of Yale, originally from Connecticut. He's a CIA analyst. This is the alleged whistleblower, and we're all pretty sure it's him. There's been no denying it. But this Eric Caramella, and, and, and if, if any of you are out there going, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're naming the whistleblower. You're going to put his life in danger. Blah, 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 blah. He's not a whistleblower. He is not a whistleblower. Thus, he does not and he is not afforded the protections, the federal protections of a whistleblower. Not to mention the law says that only the inspector general cannot reveal the name of the whistleblower. It doesn't say that anybody else can't name the whistleblower or the fake whistleblower in this instance, but it just says that the inspector general is not to reveal the name of the whistleblower. And to, for, for the left and the Democrats to act like they have this holy respect for whistleblowers, they must have short-term memory loss. Because if you go back to the Obama years, the handful of whistleblowers we had were crucified in the media. Edward Snowden probably should have been a federal whistleblower if he would have went about the process correctly, but the media crucified Edward Snowden. We need to bring him back to the U.S. and put him in jail for life, is what they said. Then we had a couple different whistleblowers um, and informants during the Clinton corruption days under Obama when she was Secretary of State. Well, those people's lives were ruined. Their reputations were slandered. Because the Democrats really don't like whistleblowers unless they are blowing the whistle on their enemies, on the Democrat enemies. And so to, for the media and the Democrats to act like that whistleblowers are, uh, are, can do no wrong and we've got to protect whistleblowers and, and everybody's got to believe whistleblowers, where were they during the Obama days? They were nowhere to be found. But this Eric Caramella is uh, he was assigned to the White House in 2017. Well, first off, he worked at the White House for the CIA as an analyst. He was, a, he was detailed to the White House during President Obama's days. He, a 33-year-old, I'm reading directly from Real Clear Investigations, and this is the news source that uh, revealed the name of the, whist, uh, the fake whistleblower. Um... 
Let's see. Federal documents reveal that the 33-year-old, a registered Democrat held over from the Obama White House, previously worked with former Vice President Joe Biden and former CIA Director John Brennan. Caramella, Eric Caramella, left his National Security Council post, left his National Security Council posting at the White House in mid-2017 amid concerns about negative leaks to the media. A former National Security Council official under President Trump is quoted saying, he was accused of working against Trump and leaking against Trump. And so this CIA analyst is sent back to the CIA headquarters in, in mid-2017 because everyone in the White House suspects him of being a leaker. So he gets sent back to the CIA headquarters, and what do you know, two years later, he is filing a fake whistleblower form from the CIA headquarters based on information that he has secondhand knowledge of. And when he was at the White House, he did have his hands on very sensitive information. And so there you have it. That's the background uh, of the backgrounder on the whistleblower here. And then when you jump to his attorney, well, I'm not going to jump to his attorney just yet. I want to play clip three. This is Rand Paul talking about whether or not we can, uh, whether whether or not we can name uh, the name, if you will, of the whistleblower or the fake whistleblower. Clip three, Rand Paul. Let's listen. Well, I don't understand what prevents you from getting on the Senate floor where you're protected on all kinds of things and just giving a speech and saying what the guy's name is. If you're convinced, you know who it yeah, is. No, I can and I may, but I can do it right now if I want. Nothing stops me. There is no law that stops me from doing it. Other than that, I don't want to make it about the one individual. But I would say this. I do think that this individual is a material witness to the potential <laughs> Biden corruption. He was there under Joe Biden. He was there when Joe Biden was trying to fire the prosecutor that was, in, that was uh, investigating Hunter Biden. So this person was a Ukrainian expert on the desk at that time. I think he should be interviewed not as the whistleblower, but as a material witness to the Biden corruption in Ukraine. Okay, but critic- Yes, there you have it. And Brett Baer just can't believe that we're going to even talk about the name of the fake whistleblower. I mean, the media here, even on Fox News, I mean, I read a story where Fox News, their network uh, banned any of the hosts from mentioning the name of the whistleblower, or in this case, the fake whistleblower. How many times do I have to say that? I don't even want to call him a whistleblower. He's, He's not a whistleblower. He's not. And this is how the media, they just latch on to this, these lies. And they start labeling him the whistleblower over and over again when he's not. Even the inspector general said that my office has questions and concerns about whether this guy even qualifies to be classified as a whistleblower. And here we have the media, Fox News, Brett Baer, all of them going, oh, the whistleblower, blah, 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 blah. He's not a whistleblower. He's not. And Greg Jarrett on Fox News calls him the fake whistleblower. And that's right. He's not legally a whistleblower. 
And so what if we say his name? You can't sit here and slander the president of the United States and lie. And nobody's even talking about that. The fact that th this guy, Eric Caramella, if I'm even saying his name right, he lied on the whistleblower application. He said he claimed that President Trump, in the phone call with the Ukrainian president, he claimed that President Trump told the Ukrainian president on the phone that if you don't investigate the Bidens, then you're not getting the military aid. Remember that? That's what was claimed in the fake whistleblower complaint, the application. This Eric guy, this Obama loyalist, lied on federal documents. He lied. And nobody's even talking about that. That the entire basis, the essence of the complaint was a lie. And you want to know why he lied? Number one, because he didn't have firsthand knowledge and he didn't know what on earth he was talking about. And the second reason he probably lied is because he just didn't think that President Trump had the guts to release the transcript. That's what messed up this whole plan is that the Democrats didn't think that President Trump would release the transcript. And he did. He released the transcript, and it turns out that there was no quid pro quo. There was no threat of withholding military aid on the phone call. But here we are continuing on as if this whistleblower... can do no wrong and we can't question his integrity and we can't question his past. We can't talk about anything about the credibility of the whistleblower or the fake whistleblower. We just have to accept it as true and good. And let's talk about how bad President Trump is. Let's just talk about how bad President Trump is. Now, let's talk about the fake whistleblower, the Obama loyalist, let's talk about his attorney. Mark Zaid is his name. <laughs> this is unbelievable. These people are so shameless. I've never seen anything like this. The fake whistleblower's attorney, Mark Zaid, said in 2017, well, you know what? I'm going to let President Trump tell you what he said in 2017. Clip two, let's listen. And they just hand me this story. Coup has started, whistleblower's attorney said in 2017. You know when that was? That was a long time ago. <laughs> it's all a hoax. They say January 2017, a coup has started <laughs> and the impeachment will follow. Ultimately, it's all a, it's all a hoax. It's a scam. And you know who helps them? These people right back here, the media. And then it said, oops, the light's going to go off. The CNN light is going to go off. It said, from the lawyer, a sleazeball. It said, I predict at CNN will play a key role in at real Donald Trump, not finishing out his first time. Can you believe this? This is all, and this was done a long time ago. Then he goes, as one falls, two more will take their place, referring to outgoing Trump administration employees. 
Well, there you have it, President Trump talking about the the fake whistleblowers um, attorney, Mark Zaid. And just just to recap that uh, in July of 2017, Zaid remarked on Twitter. I predict this is, quote, I predict CNN will play a key role in, in Donald Trump not finishing out his full term as president. He goes on to say. We will get rid of him and this country is strong enough to survive him. And his supporters. This is the attorney for the uh, Obama loyalist. He goes on to say on Twitter in, in 2017, 45 years from now, we might be recalling stories regarding the impeachment of Trump. I'll be old, but it will be so worth the wait. And so here you have this, uh, this attorney who's basically been celebrating and bragging about the coup that's going to occur under Donald Trump. And he even talks about how as one falls, two more will take their place. He's talking about people that are that are that are uh, that are not. He's talking about people who are working in the administration who are also actively working against the president of the United States. He's talking about subversive people working for the executive branch who are also actively working against the commander-in-chief. As one falls, two more will take their place. So when we talk about the deep state, when we talk about the bureaucrats in Washington, the elites, this is what we're talking about. The deep state is not a figment of the imagination. It is not some made-up conspiracy. There is legitimately people in Washington, D.C. working for the government that are actively working against the government. And in some places, they call that treason. Using your position, using your position to actively work against the duly elected president is shameful at best. And some would say it's probably some form of illegal. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that to be subversive. You have a duly elected president. Can you imagine the military generals? If the military generals in a time of war, President Trump gives a lawful order and they just go, well, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't like Donald Trump. I don't like the president. I don't want to do it. Can you imagine if that mentality, that subversive, corrupt mentality was played out across the, the government? We would have a coup on our hands. Jumping back to impeachment and the phone call with Ukraine and the facts that actually matter, I want to play clip one here. This is Greg Jarrett talking about the key evidence that is in the transcript. Clip one, let's listen. There's no high crime and misdemeanor. Uh, and in fact, the Department of Justice Criminal Division looked at the conversation of the Trump uh, phone call with Zelensky and said there's no crime here. 
So we're left with this sort of amorphous concept of, oh, it's a, an abuse of power because there was a quid pro quo. Lawyers have a principle called the best evidence, and it's analogous here. The best evidence is the transcript. No condition, no pressure, no demand, no quid pro quo. And that's corroborated by right. President Zelensky. I'm gonna... Well, there you have it. Uh, that's Greg Jarrett on Fox News talking about how... The, the essence of all that we're talking about, of all the circus and the media hype over this, all of this, it, it originated from this phone call. And we played a clip last week of Chris Wallace on Fox News. He ends up going, last week on Fox News, he goes, well, it's not really about the phone call. Well, Chris Wallace, the week before, it was all about the phone call, and it was all about the phone call for you. But what happened is, Chris Wallace and the rest of the Democrats actually read the transcript, and then now they go, well, there's not enough there for on the call to impeach him, so let's move on to other stuff. It's not all about the phone call. It's not all about, all about the transcript. Well, yeah, that's what got this whole circus started is the transcript. <laughs> As the phone call with the Ukrainian president. And now we know that this alleged whistleblower, there we go, that sounds good, this alleged whistleblower worked closely with some of the individuals who put together the uh, Russia hoax. Then Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, Victoria Newland. Under the Obama administration, worked closely with Christopher Steele, the one who authored the Russia hoax, the Russia dossier. And guess who worked closely with the two of them? This alleged whistleblower. This guy's been in government for years, at least five to, five to, five to eight years. He goes back to the Obama days. And so he's an Obama loyalist, registered Democrat, worked under corrupt John Brennan, worked under the Obama White House, was the point person from the CIA on Ukraine policy under Obama when Joe Biden was making corrupt business deals. He and his son were making corrupt business deals in Ukraine. Guess who was there all along the way? This alleged whistleblower. He was right by Joe Biden's side during all of this. Which is why Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky, says that actually this fake whistleblower is a material witness to the corruption of the Bidens. That's the reason he so-called blew the whistle. Because he was there when the corruption was going on under Biden. So he's looking out for his own. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. Visit our website, AFR.net, for more information. We'll see you next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.